Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing pretty good, except I got sick last week. You were um, really sick. Don't you feel like now, whenever you get really sick, you automatically think you might have COVID? Yeah, and I was I was like 70% sure I had COVID, even though I got the vaccine. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, that doesn't make sense, because I got the vaccine, my girlfriend Logan got the vaccine, and we both were sick. So there was no way that both of us had it, but I still got tested. Yeah. It was negative. But um, I think it's going to be a thing, people leaving the house for the first time in a while and going out and being less cautious and getting sick. That's what I think it is. I, I've been vaccinated and I just kind of have this carefree, you know, I'm not washing my hands as much as I did before. And my daughter was sick and I got sick from her. And um, so, yeah, we have to maintain that mindset, I guess. Yeah, it's just like getting back out there and building immunity again. Yep, definitely. Well, so, what's going on in College Park? Well, a lot. Um, we we just put out the May edition of the community paper, and um, w- one of our cover stories is about a new three story mixed use building going in, actually right next door to our office. Um, our office is down on South Edgewater, close to the post office, and so this um, this building is is going up. It's passed the um, municipal planning board has approved it, and now it goes before city council. But it um, looks like it's a done deal. Um, it's going to be retail on the bottom floor and then some office. So it's going to be interesting to see how the community, um, if they, you know, welcome it. I didn't see too many negative comments when we posted the story online. Um, a few people didn't love the design, but really, you know, College Park, there is a lot of mid-century modern um, architecture in College Park. And so I think that the the architect was trying to go for that vibe. Yeah, it is sort of mid-century. It's it's modern, but like not like metal. It, it yeah. ha- it's like wooden on the outside. Yeah. So um, cool. yeah, I think it's cool, and I think that it, you know, it's it'll be good to get some more retail down on this end of Edgewater Drive, um, especially with the updates they're doing in Dartmouth Park, and I'm just hoping that. Um, South Edgewater can kind of get a little bit of a revitalization because there are a lot of great businesses down here, but, um, you know, people tend to gravitate more toward the center of College Park where Albert Park is. Um, So I'm hoping that, you know, this building and, you know, some other new things that are going on will kind of bring people down here. Albert Park is the one that's closest to us. No, that's Dartmouth Park. Oh, okay. Albert Park is the one in the center where the tree fell. Dartmouth Park is the one right across the street from our office. Um, and they're redoing all of the playground equipment there. And um, they're going to eventually do something with that green space um, that's at the front. They're um, sometime soon. I don't know when. They haven't said when. They're going to be having a neighborhood meeting about that. And um, so hopefully they'll do something cool there and bring more people down to this end of the drive. Because there are a lot of great things down here. There's Shakers Cafe down here. The new Cubs and Pups um, mm-hmm. brewery that just, or brewery, sorry, I've got brewery coffee, on the brain, coffee, coffee shop. Uh, it's just technically opened. a brewery. They brew oh, coffee. Yeah. 
I guess you're right. <laughs> Thank you. You saved me. There you go. Um, and, and yeah, so I can't wait to see what goes in down here. Um, and apparently, you know, it'll have some small office space, which I know that is, um, people are always looking for that in College Park. So Yeah, I think what you said with the whole South Edgewater thing, I think a lot of people drive to the middle of Edgewater and drive past all these places. But there's so much to see, like digress wine and infusion tea. A lot of people yeah. just drive there, but they don't really walk around. People right. drive the individual businesses. Yeah, so hopefully this will just be one more step into getting this um, this end of Edgewater a little bit more vibrant. Um, something else going on in College Park, Taproom at Dubstred celebrates its 20-year anniversary on May 10th, um, which is a Monday. They're going to actually close the restaurant for the entire day, which they're open seven days a week, so um, people may show up there, but they're going to be closed um, just to give the employees a day off, and they're having a um, a big dinner and presentation to celebrate their employees, and they're also honoring during COVID um, in the during during the beginning of the COVID pandemic. You know, restaurants were really struggling, and um, a lot of there were about five benefactors who came to Dubstred and said, "We want to help you and help the frontline workers." So they made substantial donations to buy food. That was then delivered to um, the hospitals and to the homeless, and they all wanted to remain anonymous, mm-hmm. which was super cool. So they're going to be honored at the dinner so the employees can thank them in person. That was a big part of them being able to, you know, keep people working yeah. um, in the beginning. So, yeah, that's so that's so cool. May 10th. So that's a big anniversary. Um, What's like, isn't, t- I, I'm wondering if you can tell me like the history of Taproom. Like, isn't it like city owned, but the restaurant isn't? Yeah. So um, this back in the 80s, I should know the year I don't, I think it was the 80s. Um, the city of Orlando bought the property from the Dan family. Um, and so the city owns the property now. And over the years, they tried to get different restaurant operators in there. Um, there were four, four different ones before the tap room was opened. There was a Captain Applebee's that was one of them. Um, and for whatever reason, they just never were able to, you know, pull it off because it is a hard building. Um, you know, it's, it's old and it was built in 1924 and, um, it's very spread out. So, you know, getting, providing good service is a challenge because it's everything so far away from the kitchen. And anyway, Mm -hmm. so Steve Gunter, um, full disclosure, my husband and his former partner, um, took over the space 20 years ago. And, um, then in 2010, he, Steve became the sole proprietor and then brought in Barbara Teal to, um, be his partner. She was a longtime manager of his and, um, yeah, they, they work really hard and they do a great job. So 20 years is, is a lot for, you know, one, one, um, business to, to stay in there that whole time. So kudos to them. Um, another cool college park, um, story that we talked, you talked about actually in your city council notes, dueling dragons celebrates 10 years this month. And Andrea Ellescu, the founder of that lives in college park and, for those of you who don't know about that program, it's amazing. It's the Cops and Kids program. They bring inner city kids together with um, local police officers and firefighters, 
and they row together and they compete and they've competed um, in other states. And, you know, it's just such a great program. Um, And over the 10 years, they've had 162 kids um, paddle and go through the the program Mm -hmm. with 93 officers. And during that time, they've had because they have very strict guidelines about how who can be on the team. So you can't get arrested. You can't drop out of school. You can't um, to stay on to the stay team? on the team. And so all of the students who've been in the program, so it's 162 kids, 100% no dropouts, 100% no arrests, 100% GPA over 2%. Um, and many of the kids who have gone through the program are in college now on co- on scholarship. So wow. it's it's an incredible program. So um, yeah. So the, kudos to Andrea. The rowing that they do, it's on like dragon. traditional dragon. Yeah. Like that's like a Chinese dragon boat thing. Yes. And so in fact, um, to honor their anniversary, there's an artist who is putting up a mural in Mills Fifty that's going to kind of honor honor the program, but also the um, Asian heritage of dragon boating and um, they're putting up a mural but the kids and the cops and the firefighters and the kids families are going to help paint the mural oh, that's so cool. that's happening on May 8th yeah so it'll be really neat and fire firefighters do it too I thought it was just cops um, yes firefighters too oh cool they added the firefighters into the program um, a couple years ago okay so yeah it's really cool so and they got a, see that the mural. reason I wrote about it in city council wasn't because they were celebrating 10 years but because they were given a donation that's to commemorate right. the 10 years that's right but um so that's I don't maybe that's what they're gonna what the mural is going toward or what the money is going toward the mural maybe I don't know um I'm not sure about that we'll have to is look it, into it is it like at a business in mills 50 and yes it's on the side of the pop thai oh yeah restaurant um mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not sure who's paying for it though that's a very hmm. good question pop thai is great yes very good they're food. really good they're always like not really busy when i go there so it feels like i got the whole restaurant to myself it's really good though yeah it's good food mm-hmm. um speaking of college park you um wrote about the original college park oh the owner of my that house that i bought yeah Yeah, so right so before i got married i um the last house i lived in in college park was on spruce street and i was so fortunate to have bought it from the original owner which you just don't hear about that happening very often so it was so cool to you know to meet her again we had actually gone to church together and recognized each other from church from years ago um but it was great to to connect with her again and to hear about you know her raising her kids in that house and um it was funny when I went to have the ins- well it wasn't funny it was surprising when I went to have the inspection there was no plug for a dryer and um I found out that she'd never had one so the clothesline was still out back and wow. all those years she just washed her clothes in the garage and then hung them out to dry um but so she was one of the original like settlers of college but like she built the house she moved from somewhere else yeah they moved she and her husband moved from tennessee and um it was actually in the 50s and um they they bought there was a builder he was building houses in in this new area called college park and so they came down and um and you know it's just neat that there's a huge tree in the yard that she and her husband planted in 1954 and um you know, it's just it was just neat because there aren't very many people left that 
um, were of that generation. You know, they call it the greatest generation. They grew, they grew up during the Great Depression and they, um, World War II was a huge shaper of their lives. Mm. And um, Thelma's husband did actually serve in the war. And so, it, you know, it was neat. And I just, in my letter, I just um, encouraged people to, to kind of reach out to neighbors that might have been in their downtown neighborhoods, you know, back in the beginning, because, you know, only they have their stories and there aren't going to be very many of them to hear before too long. So, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That's cool. What do you know? Right across the street from me, uh, downtown Credo, the uh, in the North Quarter, they just revealed a new coffee that benefits the Central Florida Urban League. So it's like a joint partnership between the Central Florida Urban League and downtown Credo where they um, have a coffee and it's like coffee for an impact. I think that's actually what it's called. Mm-hmm. But it... Um, $5 of every bag sold goes straight to the Central Florida Urban League. Um, what is the Central Florida Urban League? For those who don't know. Their whole thing is employment, education, and entrepreneurship. So they do... Have you ever heard of the Blueprint 2.0 thing? Yeah. It's like a city program that works with the Central Florida Urban League that uh, they do vocational training and they pay a stipend during the vocational training so that people can really... It's like really short term stuff. So it's mm-hmm. people can train to get a higher paying job while not having to worry about working while they're doing it. Oh, wow. Um, and they also do career source job training. So hmm. they're all about um, skills training. To Their whole mission is to end generational poverty. So they're trying to um, get people into skill positions, which are needed. We should do some uh, more coverage on that because I would love to try to get the word out to to more people yeah. about what they do. That's neat. The Central Florida Urban League. They've been around, around for a while. I think like the 70s. So they've That's been around, great. but they uh, they do great stuff. So um, does Credo. I love them. I love their mission. I know. they. So they still have two stores, right? They used to yep. have one in College Park that sadly closed. Yep. That was during the pandemic, right? Yes. And now they have... The one by Advent Health, Advent Health. <laughs> and um, and then in the North Quarter, <clears throat> so and their coffee's good, so doing good stuff, and they have good coffee. Yeah, it's um it's a little expensive for a bag of coffee because they their whole thing is like sustainability. Mm-hmm. So I love that they like know the farmers that they're buying the coffee from, and when I went in on I think it was last Friday or two Fridays ago. Um, because I got an email saying that they were doing this coffee, and I went in, and they didn't have it yet. And I was like, oh, um, when are you guys going to have it? And they're like, oh, we were in contact with the farmer. We wanted to make sure that he's, like, um, living a sustainable life so that we can order from him. And I'm like, wow, that's like they – Oh, yeah. This they, guy in Costa Rica. Yeah. And they, like, are talking to him. And it's cool that they deal with individual farmers like that. Yes. Um, but yeah, Credo's great. And so that's a win-win for Central Florida Urban League and Credo. Absolutely. Um, and also speaking of the north side of town, the, uh, Colonia Town North Neighborhood Association is doing a cool event, Porch Stock. Love so that. they're doing like a Woodstock themed, uh, I don't know how to explain it, porch party. 
So yeah, the, so they're, the musicians are going to be out on the front porch of the houses, and mm-hmm. you kind of pop around. I love that. Yeah, it should be should be cool. It's on the 22nd. Um, yeah, and people can read more about that in the paper. They're going to have, um, at each house, they're going to have, you know, food and drinks and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Yeah, I think when they wrote, it, it was four houses, but I think they're going to get more. Yeah. Um, they've done some cool events. They really town do. North. Isn't there a new um, restaurant going into the north downtown area? Yes. Um, the owner of Santiago's Bodega. Well, there's a lot of new restaurants going, but the cool one, um, one of the cool ones that's coming is uh, Ramen Revolution. So it's, mm. which uh, when I Googled it the other day, it's also a TV show, Ramen Revolution. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And I I'm like not, a reality TV show about ramen noodles? I saw it and I was like, well, that's not what I'm looking for. Never mind. <laughs> but um, the, the owner of Santiago's Bodega is opening it. So that's you know cool. it'll be good. And it's yeah. in the old Orlando Meats um, location, yep. which I didn't even know they moved. Yeah, they moved to Winter Park a while ago. They were they were doing so well and outgrew that space. So, well, that'll be fun to have nearby. I always yeah. love it when we get something new close by, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Santi- Santiago's Bodega has such good food. Oh, they you know, do. They're great. Man, I just mispronounce anything. I know, right? What's S- up with that? Santiago? Santiago? How do I. Well, I'm Anyways. sure that's a tomato tomato thing. Santiago. I say Santiago's Bodega. I say Santiago. You say Santiago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like Ramen Revolution. That Ramen is all over that side of town, too. Well, sort of more on the colonial side. Yeah. But I love all the boba shops and the ramen shops and the noodle shops. I had boba for the first time in Denver, and it's so addicting. For the first time? For the first time. When I went to Denver in April, last April, um, I haven't had it again. I need to find oh, it here. That's... I think there's there's a place on Edgewater Drive. I need to pop in there and get some. Yeah, where they did Blended the... Blended Bistro. Yeah, where they did the... K-pop. Uh, K-pop celebration. And, I mean, there's so many boba places. Did you see the... They'd have, like, a boba map that... Lemon hearted. Yeah, it's yeah, a, you were telling me about that. I think it's a blog or an Instagram. Yep. They did like a, a whole map that shows a bunch of different boba places. Um, my girlfriend is obsessed with boba. Is she really? Yeah, but she, I always try to get her to try new places, but she always goes to quickly because she has a punch card. Uh. And I'm like, Logan, they give you a punch card and they won your business for life. Like, <laughs> is it that simple? Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, what if there's a better place? Maybe but you should try to like, get other other boba places to have a punch card so she'll go there. Yeah, well, I'm, you, to all know. local businesses, punch cards work. Yeah. I There's an ice cream store in New Smyrna Beach that has a punch card, and I always want to go there because it's so good, and I want to get a free one. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm acting like I'm all smart with my business decision i always order from anthony's pizza because they have the magnets when you get 10 free 10 magnets you get a free cheese pizza so i've got those hanging on my fridge so i'm not (laughs) you're one to talk right well just another point that they definitely work punch cards magnets yep it's genius people love getting something for free but i mean the food also has to be good yes i also order anthony's because their pizza is delicious Yes, it's a very good. So what else is going on downtown? You know, the city district has been really kind of upping their game. Mm-hmm. They, so they went through a whole um, restructuring this these past couple of years. They were 
the Church Street District, and they hired a new executive director, and then they hired an associate director, and that didn't work out, and they had to hire a new associate director. And now that they're all, like, settled settled in and everything, and they expanded their borders, they've been doing so much, but it hasn't really been translating to events as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're now they're really, like trying to do things again I mean, with the pandemic and everything yeah. um that was also a reason to pause but uh they're doing like a superhero scavenger hunt mm-hmm. it's it's a um it's a national program where it's like a business that puts on these scavenger hunts it's like a virtual thing so like on the day of you go somewhere in town and there's the first clue Mm-hmm. And it's like a mobile phone app. Yes, thing. they did that in College Park one time. The Neighborhood Association had something similar. Yeah. So and then every team dresses up as superheroes, and they do the best. Uh, That's cool. The best dressed gets a prize, and um, it's it's a cool thing. It's seventy dollars per team, so I think you can get six people and ten, fifteen dollars each, and. And then I'm sure they have a prize or for whoever wins. Yeah, they have a prize for who wins. So it's a competition. And it's also like, I mean, I hope that a lot of people do it. Because wouldn't that be fun. interesting to be to see a bunch of like superhero dressed people going yeah. around town? So is it on happening on one day or is it over a course of time? It's on one day. Okay, cool. Um, you could find all that information in our, and they do a city district update in our paper each month. Um, so they wrote about that and they also wrote about they did a survey a couple months ago mm-hmm. and they got the results back and they uh they're starting to say like what people uh said in the survey and um yeah cool i love that did a little graphic it's not an easy job they're kind of starting from scratch and getting that up and running and, and they i think the city district they're uh footprint is so big now mm-hmm. they expanded into paramore down to orange blossom yeah uh, it used to be the smallest main street district and right. now i'm pretty sure it's the biggest yeah it, i think you're right too it at least on, on a map yeah. yeah and it's main street's so great for an area so i'm so glad to see that they expanded and yeah, can't wait to see paramore what happens yeah orange blossom yeah and with being a part of the whole ucf or creative creative village Village and ucf and everything down there Mm -hmm. it's it's very exciting yeah a lot going on yeah uh another thing that happened is uh we were talking about city council earlier city council has a new or the city of orlando has a new incentive program that uh rewards companies for relocating offices downtown or expanding Mm -hmm. to offices downtown and uh, the different thing about this program is that it's per employee and it's for high paying jobs only. So there's like a income threshold. It goes by average median income. I think it has to be like 40% more. Don't quote me on that, but something like that. And the city incentivizes, incentivizes the company per job. So this company, Sonesta Hotels, what did i mispronounce sonesta no you think it's sonesta no sonesta why are you laughing because you said sonesta i don't know it just made me laugh okay every time you talk it just makes me laugh sorry i don't know the (laughs) this is why i don't do radio i guess i don't know why um i don't know the proper pronunciation of so i used to work s-o-n-e-s-t-a did you really yeah i was in college i was a banquet server 
Really? Yeah. At one down on, it was off of iDrive. Anyway, side note. So Sinesta is coming Sinesta. with their, moving their corporate offices mm-hmm. to downtown. Yeah, right across the street from Lake Eula. That's so great. So they're, uh, I spoke with the CFO and he said that the incentives were for, I think it was for 90 jobs. And the, he said they're probably going to be doing more than 100. Good. So I've worried about all of the office space downtown. After yeah, so COVID. this is going to be right across the street from Lake Eola. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of vacant office space, mm-hmm. especially near that, near the Orlando Sentinel. I mean, that's yep. a vacant office space. And then that other building across. But um, but I love that the city's trying to do what they can to get people to come here. And um, an insurance company, Assured Partners, is potentially they, moving down. They passed the incentives, so now it's up to the insurance company if they want to do it it was assured partners Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's great that's who i've always used so neat what else is going on downtown Um, you know what i was wondering have you seen when we when creative village was um back before it was even built we were talking about ucf and valencia being down there and we were so excited to see like how that was going to change the area as far as you know student involvement and um the school working with the community and Mm -hmm. what types of things are you seeing happening down there with that? Well, through the past year, not much because of the pandemic, but recently the past couple of months, um, there's a student organization called downtown student life Mm -hmm. and they've been doing a lot. They held a community cleanup. They volunteered at the coalition for the homeless. Um, so they've been, They've been giving back to the community, and we've been hearing about that and sharing news about it. So That's so great. They do a lot of um, – the cool thing about UCF and Valencia downtown is that their programs sort of match what's going on downtown. Mm-hmm. Like there was a nonprofit management, and then that's right there in Paramore where all the nonprofits are, where a lot of nonprofits are downtown. So I think it's cool that students are able to like – see these uh, organizations that they're learning about. Absolutely. And volunteering, and they've really been giving back to the community, so that's really cool. We need to see if there are any programs, and maybe not now because of COVID, but any programs that might be coming up where the college students work with kids in the community in some way, whether it be mentoring or tutoring or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Let's look into that. Okay. What about South Downtown? I feel like South Downtown is blowing up right now. Yeah, it's it's sort of um well, I mean they have the hospital down there and that's always been a big um traffic area with people going to the hospital and working and living down there. Um but, but like uh, the main street areas, the um hourglass district, this oh, you know, yeah. that whole I don't know, I feel like it was kind of an untapped area that now is being revitalized with restaurants and breweries and you know shops and everything yeah and our writer logan lamfer's working on a story this upcoming month about how they changed the zoning to allow to change from industrial to residential so hopefully it'll become even more uh, foot traffic kind of place um, i love that i love that property owners are now you know they have more options to to use their property there are a lot of warehouses down there and yeah. and that type of thing and 
Um, uh, something that happened in South downtown is Orlando Brewing celebrated 15 years. Were they the first brewery? Yeah, they here? were like the original in Orlando, definitely downtown. I'm not sure if the the people who make the I4, I think that might be Orlando Brewing, I4 IPA. Um, but they, uh, they're like the original. They were down there in South downtown in 15 years. And I actually did a story last year about how Orlando breweries have been popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I think like five years ago, there were like two or three and now there's at least 15. Wow. Um, I mean, they are so fun and people love craft beer. Yeah. And Orlando brewing is the original. Check them out. There's a couple South downtown rock pit is really popular. They did a, they do a lot of cool events. They did like a back to the future event where people dressed up as what's the name of the doctor the crazy doctor dr brown i have no idea (laughs) you could have guessed a random name you never seen back to the future oh yeah i don't really remember the details you should watch it yeah again you should watch it again if you don't remember i think i watched it when it first came (laughs) out one time uh, well, you need the. I can picture him. I see what he looks like with his crazy hair, mm-hmm. and I just I couldn't. I didn't know his name. Sorry. And you I know, didn't know either. I I've noticed too that a lot of the breweries seem to be super involved in the community where they're located, like Ivanhoe Brewing. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they're always trying to like get involved and help out. And um, like I know Ivanhoe's, you know, they'll always host like vendor events. And yeah. They're hosting um a, for Disney for laid off Disney employees. They're having a um a vendor event and your girlfriend is actually one of the vendors yeah, and she is uh, a laid off Disney cabin employee. Will be there. She is a laid off Disney employee. Yeah. And that is going to be in this month, May sometime. I don't remember that. It's on a Saturday. I think. Yeah. You'll have to check out the paper if you're listening because it's in the paper. What was the name of the event? Magical, Magical market. I think it's in the, it's in the North downtown section of the paper. Yeah. They did a list of all the, vendors that'll be there it's gonna be a lot yeah so it'll be a whole it's on facebook too you can check out ivanhoe brewing on facebook and find the information there ivanhoe park brewing yeah ivanhoe park brewing yes yeah yeah it so. should be cool they do a lot of vendor events mm-hmm. we love our breweries okay another cool south downtown thing is this whole swan story about the oh, nest oh my gosh so i just reread it this morning like apparently a car um crashed into a wall that where their old nest was Mm -hmm. so they had to find a new place to nest this year and they nested in the same backyard where swans were originally introduced to lake copeland like 35 years ago yeah not cool i know um andrew marshall and his wife pj they live on the lake and they have just in their yard and i know a lot of neighbors participate in caring for the swans but just in their yard it's almost like their own little um swan sanctuary and you know foster care program or something it's so sweet that is so fun yeah it's really so cool swans are like part of orlando yeah and like that whole lake i love how like all those houses that share the lake Mm -hmm. it's like something that they bond over like some some neighbors bond over gardening right you're right i love your garden Oh, I love your swan pen. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool. Yeah. And they really are thriving there, the swans. So that's really neat. Um, That reminds me of one of our, in our newsletter each week, we do a throwback story. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking at like the archives of our paper. And I found an old story about Billy the Swan, who's like one of the original swans. At Lake Yola? Yeah, he was like a bad swan. He was yeah. notorious. Sometimes they're mean. Yeah, well, I've learned that the um, those white, I think they're geese, the ones that follow you around at Lake Yola, yeah. the, they're like, they have no personal space and they're mean. Yeah, I know. They're mean, more mean than the swans, I think. Yeah, but, they are. Um, yeah. And, I mean, Lake Eola, all those birds are beautiful. Yeah, they are. Um, and there's swan, swan nests there, too. You can, you can just find is this, a bunch of are, them. Is there, I wonder if there's a season for swan. It must be now. Because I feel like every year there's, we see babies popping up at one particular time. Pop quiz, what's the name of a baby swan? Oh, I knew this. Oh, do you know it? I know it. Something that ends with L-E-T? Close. E-T is right. Mm-hmm. S-I... Mm. Oh, you're so close. S-I-G. Just say it now. How do you say that Signet. word? Signet. Signet. Well, I'm probably mispronouncing it because I mispronounce everything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. probably Signet or something. C-Y-G-N-E-T. I know how to spell things. Is it... It's not S-I-G? It's C-Y-G? Oh, man. Now I don't what? know. I don't know how to spell things. Oh, my Lord. Jeez. Now you got me doubting. Baby swans. Let's just call it. Maybe it is C-Y-G. I think it's C-Y-G. I think it is. Okay. Wow. We need to uh, study up on our swan facts. Swan facts. <laughs> I thought like I them. had a couple with the Billy the Swan and then the whole... You were close. I messed you up. Yeah. I apologize. Well, we know how to pronounce it for once. We know how to pronounce yeah. it and not spell it. Signet. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Also in South Downtown, um, the there's a... It's sort of like in between South Downtown and the Paramore area. The Grand Avenue mm-hmm. Neighborhood Center is mm-hmm. nearing completion. I think they just finished the roof or something like that. Um, and this is sort of a trend with uh, old schools being repurposed. So it used to be the Grand Avenue Elementary School. And it's like, I think it was built in the 20s or something. And uh, now it's the Grand Avenue neighborhood center where it will be and it's going to have a gymnasium and everything and it reminds me of the delaney the old delaney elementary building Mm -hmm. now it's the beardall senior center where they have the the cool shuffleboard have you ever done that no but i've seen that yeah it's neat some of our most historic buildings and most interesting buildings in orlando are schools i was so happy when um years ago princeton elementary which was built also in the 20s um the you know they that original little schoolhouse doesn't really work nowadays there's there's so many more Mm -hmm. people living here and um and so they were able to add on to the school renovate the original school and then add on to it and kind of keeping with the same you know style which was really great because that doesn't happen very often um it reminds me of the the high school i went to in sarasota yeah they had one of the classic like I don't know, four-story brick buildings that look like every other school from that time. Yep. And behind it, they just built like a brand new school. It looked nothing like it. Mm. And it was like closed down. They always had plans for it. And like all the students would break in and get asbestos poisoning. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was like a whole thing where people would break into the old school. And it was creepy. I never did it. 
but I heard it was creepy. Well, sometimes, yeah, they're not able to salvage them. Like Edgewater High School, when it got rebuilt um, back like in, you know, 2014, I think, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, um, they were not able to keep the original building, which was a bummer. But um, they, they eventually turned the old Sarasota High School building into an art museum. Oh, that's so which cool. Which is pretty cool. An Orlando High School downtown was able to be, um, is still being used as Howard Middle School. Yeah. So there there are some still. Mm-hmm. Orlando very, High very School cool. was the original high school that then closed to open Boone and Edgewater, right? Yes. Creating the the uh, Edgewater-Boone rivalry. Oh, man. Yeah. What do they call it? Battle of the Battle Barrel? Battle of the Barrel. Yeah. Is there like an actual barrel? There is. There is an actual barrel that gets passed like an oil, between this oil barrel, or um, like it's wooden. Oh, so it looks like an old whiskey barrel. Cool. Which I guess we could find the history on that. I I, I, I'm wondering. <laughs> like it, it makes me wonder. What's the whole? Yeah. Th- what were they doing with the whiskey barrel? Yeah, high schoolers, high come school. on! <laughs> you can't have whiskey. No, you can't. No, no. No whiskey for high schoolers. But anyway, so yeah, Battle of the Barrel has been going on for decades. Who do you cheer for in Battle of the Barrel? Edgewater. My kids all went there, so. I wonder if they have the upper hand. No, it really goes, it goes back and forth pretty evenly. Edgewater's been really good in the past few years. Yes, they have. Thanks to Cameron Duke, the new coach. Cameron Duke. He's awesome. Well, there are so many other great articles in this month's edition. I wish we could talk about all of them, but you'll just have to get the paper and read them for yourself. Yeah. You can um, find all the places where we drop them off each month on our website. There's a little tab that says pickup locations, and it'll show all the fine establishments. Yeah. You can sign up for a subscription also on our website and get the paper delivered right to your mailbox or... You could read the e-edition, which is like an electronic future type of newspaper where yes. you can you can click on the article and it'll show up in easy-to-read format. So many options. So many things. No reason to not be reading the community Not paper. if you live downtown or College Park. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for now. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the Community Paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Jorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com.